We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Ready, rogue leader. No. <laughs> uh, hey, it's the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I'm Scott Westby. I'm Matt Waterworth. We are Fulsome Productions, and every week we bring you, well, almost every week, we bring you news, tips, and interviews in the film, video, and digital media industries of Alberta. And I say almost every week because it's been a bit choppy lately. Yes. Uh, because we're making this feature film uh, called In Plain View. How's that been going, Matt? It's been it's been really good. I mean, uh, yeah, like honestly, it's it's been corporate that you know we stopped making we stopped the whole side of our company for a little while, uh, yeah. And so getting that back on track has been the focus. Yeah, I mean, because we, we got to eat. We have to eat. You're right, yeah. and uh, sometimes that means putting things on the back burner, even when they should be kind of front and center. But uh, yeah, so that's been tough um, to but, try to balance the two now, especially. Yes, yes. But last night was fun. Last night was fun. Yeah. Last night uh, we we kind of chatted with a bunch of people in the in the new CSIF headquarters mm-hmm. about this micro budget program. That's right. Um, and if you're interested in applying for the micro budget program and you live in Alberta, um, if you're in Calgary or Southern Alberta area, you should check out the CSIF. Um, and if you're in Edmonton and Northern Alberta, you should check out FABA because you can apply to both of those organizations to try to get yourself a quarter of a million dollars to make your first feature film. Yeah, pretty amazing. It is super amazing. Um, we got this program this year, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why we got the opportunity it's, to make this movie. It's true that it has hap- all happened within this year. It's been it boggles my mind. Yeah, Matt. this will be probably be the last podcast we record actually this yeah. year. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the, you said last night we started the process in January, right? That's, yeah. So it's been it's been a full year. It's been a one on full year. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Um, and a little bit strange uh, a year yeah. for that. I mean, 2016 was is notoriously a bad year. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of had a good year, personally. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was all that bad. I mean, for celebrities dying, sure. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but, uh, uh, and elections. Yes. Sure. Uh, but I don't think that's necessarily going to stop in 2017. No, people know. are going <laughs> to keep dying. <laughs> I don't mean to be a downer, but... I mean, as more people get famous, there's going to be just more celebrity deaths. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Um, At uh, least there's room for new people now. Yes, right. <laughs> new fame, and the the key takeaway from this year was do not turn sixty nine. Mm. Just I'm gonna go straight from sixty eight to seventy. Yeah, you're the one who said that to me. Yeah. I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, well, I mean, Bowie was sixty nine. Oh, really? Alan Rickman was sixty nine. Yeah. Who just died recently? Thick. Alan Thicke, yeah. and he was he was sixty nine. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So that's a bad. It's a it's a <laughs> cursed age. Apparently. Um, what's going on in the industry, Matt? Uh, well, another Albertan has made it into the NSI Features First pro- Program, Scott. Hooray! Which we love to see. Uh, Is that four years in a row now? Yeah, it's very important and um, really good to see. It's just uh, half of a team, um, and it's Susie Winters from Edmonton. Yay, congratulations, Susie. So congratulations. Yeah, Susie's in for a pretty wild ride. Um, if you don't know what the NSI Features First Program is, uh, we've talked about it too many times, so just maybe listen to a random <laughs> previous episode and you'll yeah, find out yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. We won't shut up about it. But uh, definitely check out their blogs and, and uh, mail-outs because uh, I'm sure Susie will share some of her experience through that conduit, which is what we had to do and all the participants do, which is great. Absolutely. Uh, if you're up in Edmonton, Fava is offering a Christmas special on equipment rentals. So if you pick up uh, on December 20th, um, they will let you keep that gear until January 4th and you will only be charged for four days. Mm. That is because they're closed from the, the 21st of December to the 3rd of January. And in Southern Alberta, M Media is closed from December 10th to January 3rd and CSIF closed from December 17th to the 3rd. 
Um, yeah, which which kind of comes into uh, the telephone micro budget application deadline. Uh, yeah. and these closures are an important thing to note because you won't have a chance to ask questions during this time. Yes. And we, you know, it is nice that you've got an earlier uh, deadline sure. uh, in yeah. the year, which which is great. But the uh, the problem is that, of course, the holidays are getting in the way for everybody. Not in the way; it's a nice thing. Yeah, but uh, we got to take a break. Yep. Um. So yeah, I, I, are, are we saying you know reach out to us and we'll. <laughs> reply to your email. Yeah, we'll if, reply if you for have sure. A question, yeah, yeah. Um, hello at abfilmcast.ca. If you have any questions about this program, um, yeah, we can we can help you through it probably. Yeah. Um, but I want to keep talking about Christmas, and the reason mm. I want to talk about Christmas is that there's a new Albertan Christmas movie out and available. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like like at Walmart. Has there ever Which been? Is, I think there has been yeah. a few Albertan, but this is a new one. This yeah. is a new one. Yeah. It's the first one um, in a while. And this one was produced by Green Productions, Jason Therrien, mm-hmm. directed by John Kissack. And uh, we, we used to refer to it last year as The Night Pond when right. it was filming. Right. But now it's called Miracle on Christmas Lake. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Um, well, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> That's a great question. So we had Jason Therrien on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago to chat about it. And the film's available right now. Yeah. So we uh, So we wanted to kind of... Yeah, the timing works out. It's Christmas. Go pick theme. it up. Yeah, enjoy yeah. yourself your holiday and listen to this uh, great chat with Jason. He's got a great um, journey for um, getting into feature film. Yeah, it's and, a good story. He's uh, one of the few producers in Alberta who's now consistently making films. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, this is how he did it. Here's Jason. Rolling. Yeah, we're already rolling. Yeah, sure. okay, <laughs> we're rolling. Hi, Jason. Hello. How do you say your last name? Therian. 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 Set the record straight. That's I had right. a, I had a, my grade three teacher was named Jason Terrien, and it was spelled yeah. exactly. Well, way. it's French, and so yeah. I've had it pronunciated like Terrien. My aunt used to say Terrien. Yeah, uh, I don't like Terrien. No, neither do I. Therian is. I like Therian. Like, don't be lazy pronunciation. Yeah, like <laughs> there's a goddamn H in there. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go too far back, but I feel like we should start at the beginning. Okay. What happened to you that made you want to do this? Be uh, in this industry. Okay, so. I graduated from advertising and marketing uh, in Ontario hmm. and went and traveled the world a bit, came back, started getting into movies. I think the movie that really inspired me the most uh, to actually look at film differently uh, was Pulp Fiction. Mm. Right. So I see Pulp Fiction. I'm like, wow, that was amazing. Travolta, I love you. Who's this Quentin Tarantino guy? <laughs> you know, I've never seen Reservoir Dogs. Went back and looked at But so then I started like watching more movies and uh, just started randomly showing up at, you know, movie houses and just not knowing anything about the film. And I came across this movie called Good Bull Hunting. Ah, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as we know, Ben and Matt win an Oscar. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to do that. And nice. so at the age of like 26, 28-ish, I went back to acting school. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So huh. I went back to school, started acting, um, realizing that you know, it ain't that easy to win an Oscar. I may never see one probably won't see one uh and uh so i started taking acting and then so i started acting that's where i started yeah. getting really into film so why i mean why was the acting path did you feel at the time was the right one for you as opposed to a producing or directing kind of thing like because you came uh, out of advertising marketing which to me feels like it fits yeah. better with producing kind of role yeah. so okay. how did how did where did acting come from um i just oh so growing up uh i played a lot of sports Right. Which didn't allow me to do theater. Right. Plus, those groups never mixed. No. Hell no. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, I, I think I did a couple, like a couple plays between like 
public school to the end of high school, but nothing like really serious, but I really enjoyed it. Right. Uh, originally, I did want to be a radio broadcaster. Like that was where my passion oh. was when I first started. I got... Well, here you are. Here I am. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Dang. The internet. <laughs> uh, and so there, I guess the performance has always kind of been there, but right. just there was, I guess, at that point, there was a stronger passion for sports, right? Uh, for football and whatnot. So uh, I think it kind of just like suppressed that and uh, advertising marketing. I do like commercials mm-hmm. uh, as well. I do like making, I do like the creative part of that. Um, so I went into that and worked for the radio station and wrote copy for a radio station for a little bit. Um, and then just, you know, quite honestly, there just wasn't enough money there. I was making double waitering tables at Red Lobster. Right, right. right yeah. So, and I was working, you know, crazy amounts of hours and they wanted me to move to Toronto. And I was just like, man, like Toronto's so expensive. Cause I was like outside of Toronto at right. the time. Um, so I was just like, no, like, I was just like, I'm not going to do that. So right. what I want to do, if I'm going to do something that I get paid peanuts for acting. Perfect. <laughs> right, right. So what, ha- what, why here? Oh, so Calgary. So uh, Toronto was there and um, SARS cleaned it up. There was no acting in, in, in Toronto. Right. So we're really? talking like, yeah, like 12 years ago. Like not, uh-huh. I had two auditions in six months. and Because of ad- SARS? Because of SARS. No Americans were coming up. Wow. All productions were shut shit. down. That's yeah, it was, crazy. it was like dead. Huh. Oh my God. I had no idea. Unless you were like CBC, right. nobody shot anything there. Wow. Uh, so I came up for the stampede, oh. uh, which you never do as an actor in Toronto because July is busy. You would never right. go on vacation in July. I uh, came up for stampede, had a good time, uh, auditioned for an independent out here, um, landed it. So I traveled on out here and then I decided that you yeah, want to learn how to snowboard. So I did the gig and then I moved out to Kananaskis, worked out there for a bit, uh, snowboarded, uh, learned how to do that. Love it. So glad I did that. And then bought a house here. Um, cause it was really cheap at that time. Right. 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 Wow. And then it doubled in price and I sold it and said, well, maybe I'll stay in Alberta. And there were shooting stuff out here. Like, you know, like I would never, I think I, my first big audition, like big audition was for Brokeback Mountain. Right. Mm. And I was like, like I would never get, get that, that in yeah. Toronto. Right. So mm. I'm going to stick out here. I'm going to build a little bit of a resume and, you know, get some of these on my resume and then I'll go back to Toronto. Uh, so kind of the big fish, small pond sort of mentality, right? Like, yeah, but they're, they're, you've got more opportunities to build something here. Yeah, for right? sure. Because there was like the parts here were like, yeah, they're only they're small parts. They're like, you know, right. three, four pages, but they're three, but four pages yeah. with Heath Ledger, right. Jake right. Gyllenhaal, right. right? And you start yeah. building your resume and you're like, if I hand that to somebody in Toronto, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I have three scenes and they're with this guy, this guy and this guy. Oh, they're all recognizable Hollywood names. Right. You won't get that in Toronto, you know. Right, and, right. You know huh. So, plus, I got into it a little bit late. So, there's a lot of guys that have bigger right. resumes with right. me that've been acting since they were ten. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so I stayed out here and uh, you know auditioned for these. It was great. Got some work. Um, I think 2008. I, I worked. Was was my second biggest year working. Right. Like I did. Because I think I did Brokeback Mountain, I did Passchendaele, I did Heartland, I did HBO's Bare My Heart and Wounded Knee, mm. and I'm just like, well, why would I go? Yeah, back to Toronto, yeah. right? And then it, it kind of got slowed down here uh, for a little bit, and then I was setting on going, and then I met my wife and bought a loft, and I have two dogs, and um, and then I started producing, right. and I, then I I produced something before, but my first real thing that I produced was Dryland with Matt. Um, okay. 
and uh, I liked that. I mean, I met Brett Furster, and actually, I, I, I produced a tree, but it was like a, a two-day, three-minute thing. Um, and I just started to want to produce stuff that I was passionate about, right? To act in stuff I was passionate about. So let's 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 talk about that. The moment where producing became a thing for you, like what what happened? Like it seems like acting was going pretty well, but yeah. but like tell us about where you were at that time in your life that you felt producing was okay so how i kind of got into producing is i know a lot of actors in town because i take classes with them i work with them and directors on the independent level would come to me and say hey can you help me cast my project so i'd help them cast so i did right. casting for a while like bringing in like you know rogue students people that would work for like low budget stuff like that but wanted to work with cool people and i kept doing that and so like that's how i kind of started like producing and then it became like well can you help us find locations because there was a new york um, the University of New York came out here and they shot a film in the mountains called Stolen Horses, which right. is a beautiful little film. And they just kept asking because they didn't know, like, I need a sound guy. I need this, right. I need that. And so I started saying, okay, well, I know a guy because I know a guy and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I found it for them. And that's kind of like where I started being like, well, I can do this. I may right. not know I'm good at it, but it's maybe not what I want to do. I'd rather be acting. So it's right. Like, yeah, so that's, that's my question. I mean, nobody, well, few people want, like, go in wanting to be a producer. Yeah. Right. So did you, did you start doing it to like, we say actors have to be entrepreneurial, just like all filmmakers. So was yeah. there, was there an aspect of, I want to create my own work for myself? Yeah. Right. 100%. Okay. Like, I think Furster came to me and he said, uh, and we had, we had no money at this point. He goes, I want to do this. I want to do this film called Dryland. I'm like, okay. And he's like, and I want it to be like a prohibition, right. like 1930s <laughs> period piece. Yeah. Period piece. Yeah. And I'm like, but how? That's yeah. incredibly fucking hard, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do it. And he's like, are you interested? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in. Let's figure it out. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, And actually, the, the the moment where I felt really, like, I was so excited was when we actually locked down the car. Right. Yeah. Like a 19, like, we, because what happens is we wanted a 1920s Ford something or other, and we wanted it. And if people have those vehicles. Sure. They're done up. Yeah. And we oh, wanted yeah. like a beat up. Right. Like yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So that worked. <laughs> yeah, that drove. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so finally when I got this uh, gentleman to agree to it, because he wasn't going to do it. And he said, well, I, he goes, I talked to my wife and I talked to my daughter and my daughter's out in Toronto and she's doing film. So she said, dad, do it. And my <laughs> wife was like, do it. You have nothing else to do. I think <laughs> he's like, I think she just wants me out of her hair. <laughs> Uh, and so I remember literally like him agreeing to do it and like, I'm jumping up and down on my bed being like, like I'm a two year old. Like, yeah. Cause I can replace an actor. Sure. I yeah, can't, a car, a, car, can't, a location yeah. I can replace, sure. but a car, cars are tough. If it was tough. It was yeah. tough. We needed two of them too. Which, we only got one. Yeah, we yeah. needed two, but we only used yeah. the one and man editing. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess, at that point, and I acted in that one, and at that point, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I just get better work from doing stuff that I'm more passionate about, right. and I feel that there's just more rewarding when you're there in the beginning, like you, you know, you you pick actors, you pick locations, you see a rough, like you, you're, I mean, the director ultimately has the final say, but producers obviously have serious input mm -hmm. on how it's going to happen and what's going to happen, so there's a bit of ownership that comes over that that I really like. I really make me like that's my film, right. not I acted in that film. Right. Um, 
it's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. It's a really good feeling, and especially when it when it does well yeah. and when you do a good job. Because like when we did Dryland, I, I had no idea I was going to turn out. Like, yeah. Well, you never do, right? Like you hope it's going to be. Good, yeah, but. you're like, right? And and we, you know, had a rocky rocky start. We had it a whole day of filming, and like we thought we could do it in two. Surprise, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we need three. Uh, and we had no money, and then you know AFA came in kind of after the fact. So we we were that that project was the first. Um, project to be successful for Kickstarter for film in Canada. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because Brett came to us and That's he right. was like, "I want to do this Kickstarter thing," and I'm like, "I don't uh, know, man." Right. And Kickstarter wasn't in Canada. At no, the time. He, he had to filter through the states through an American bank account. Which, you, so yeah, it was rare to have a Kickstarter project at all in Canada. And Canada had a better dollar than two. Right. So we ah, actually made a little. Right on. So we made a little. That's extra. funny. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah, I remember when that was going down. That was, that was cool. Was cool. Yeah. I think I was in Europe. You were away yeah, then as well. Yeah. 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 Fuck, I, I'm not here a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I should be here more often. That would be a good thing. Um, so, um, so let's let's travel back in time to that to your headspace at that okay. time. Um, what's the plan? Like you've got Dryland done. Yeah. You've produced it. Yep. You still want to be an actor first and foremost. Yeah. What's what's at the time, what was your path to success? What was your like? What was the trajectory for you? Like, what did you think you were going to try to do? Uh, I was going to try and make two features. At that point, at right. that point, we had two features. I wanted to make Dryland into a feature. I thought right. it, could, okay. it could translate to a feature. Right. Uh, and then I was working on another project called Green. Right. That I worked on for like ten years. Yeah. And uh, yet has not been done. Yet. 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 Because it will get done. It has to get done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was a feature. Yeah. It is a feature. Feature. Right. So so those are the goals. Those are goals were those like are to goals. figure out how features, to get yeah. from here to here yeah. um, to do it. I mean, uh, so yeah. So we started like, you know, talking to private investors, going through the telefilm route, stuff like that. And it just was very unsuccessful because the film isn't like a three structure. It's like kind of like, Pulp Fiction meets The Shining is what it is. Right. Okay. That's this is green? This green. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. uh, nobody was interested in it. And right. so what happened is that like what kind of made me put that to sleep for the moment was we took one sheets to the Banff World Media Festival and talked to distributors and said, okay, what are you buying? Yeah. Like, what, what are you What are you buying here? Like yeah. here's five. It's here's such five a different conversation, sheets. right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what am I making that you're going to sell so that I'm successful? Like, and uh, Everfall, which the movie we just shot, was number one. Right. And mm. then Christmas Family was number two. Mm. Right. Uh, and then this other film, and then Green, unfortunately, was last with a lot mm. of the distributors. Mostly, I think, because they just don't understand it. Like, they, you know, they need to see it. And I think we've, we've digitally storyboarded it in order to send that to somebody because it's not in order. I remember you also shot a short, right? Yeah, yeah. we shot a scene. Right. We shot, a, we shot a scene from it, like a test scene from it uh, called Scotch and Eat, uh, which is one of the, like my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, has the, my three favorite characters in the movie are in the scene and they're kind of like meeting each other for the first time. Uh, and yeah, we shot that um, as a test um, back, I don't know, 2009, 10, something like that. Hmm. And who's we? Oh, so um, John Kissack is my uh, partner. We own a business called Green Productions. Uh, he directs and writes, and I produce and act, and he does a little producing as well. and does the editing as well. So that's that's we. Yeah. I say we. But I also sometimes... How did you guys get hooked up? Uh, we met... 
um, he was looking for actors for Green. Yeah, because you were working on that even before Dryland. I remember. Yeah. You oh, Green's something that he's written that he wrote. John wrote it. Yeah, right, John okay. and Sean Crawford wrote it. Right. Okay. Um, and so we he 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 met me at the keg and uh, we had a steak sandwich and we talked about it and uh, talked about acting in it and I kind of read it and told him kind of what roles I was interested in doing. Uh, and then we kind of just said, well, hey, like we can make this for like 10 grand. So mm-hmm. let's try and do it. And then I introduced him to some other people that I thought, you know, like that owned camera and stuff like that. And so, but it never got made, but that's how we met. And then we started working together on, we did Scotch Need and we did Oglethorpe and we did Eric King and then we did uh, Word of Mouth uh, right, web right. series as well. Uh, and a few like corporate gig things. And, uh, and then we did, the Night Pond, which is now known as Miracle mm-hmm. Christmas Lake. And we just finished uh, Everfall. So wow. you're in. You've done it. We've just, yeah, it. we just put in the can our second yeah. feature. Yeah. That's so goddamn exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, so so let's let's go to word of mouth then. Word of mouth. Um, Probably the most, that was fun. That was cool. Most fun I've ever had on a set. And what, what, was, what was that? Why that? Uh, so John and Lonnie Olson uh, wrote this like web series uh this doctor this uh, dentist was interested in and they were going right. to shoot it and he thought it would be a good way to put it on like his website and kind of attract people to his website like get traffic there so these are little segments and so they did this loosely based story on the dentist who i end right. up playing later right on. right uh but uh was it was it the dentist's plan to appear in this series yeah he, okay. he was he gonna, gonna act, he was gonna act as the dentist <laughs> okay okay and so that's kind of a that's kind of a fun yeah. Idea like from like a promotional video perspective to right, do something right. totally creative is yeah. 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 Right. So we decided uh, you know he dentist financed it and said course, yeah. here you go. Uh but he was moving to Toronto <laughs> and he was just like I'm too busy so you act in it. Yeah. He's like I can't act in it and I like sent him my, like I sent him my dumb and he's like oh no yeah we should leave it up to the professional he's going to be great at this. <laughs> oh nice. Okay. So the dentist was on board and so yeah. I ended up uh ended up shooting. and when I read it I was like I want to play the dentist. Yeah. Nice. I want to end up. I was like, "Mm, we have a hurdle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyways, at the end of the day, the dentist thought it was a good idea that I do it as well. So that we were simple. So most fun I've ever had on set. How Uh, many episodes? We did five episodes and they're like five to eight minutes long. Right. And uh, so, Yeah. So, yeah, most fun ever. It's like Modern Family meets The Office, but right. in a dental office. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's just it, the characters that we have, the, the talent that's in it is crazy. Like we have Lonnie Olson's in it as well, and he's really funny. David Trimble's in it, and Carrie Scheffler's in it, and Meg Farhall's in it. Um, Sasha um, Barry's in it. Like, and they're just all really funny. I don't know if you guys have you seen it. I've seen some of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, it's it's really funny. And my dog's in it. My dog. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the first episode where the the marker like steps out of the box? Oh, that's the second one. Through like through the oh, yeah. the. Fuck! Oh my god, I was killing myself <laughs> yeah. laughing. That was just absolutely ridiculous. It is, and that's exactly it's so it's ridiculous, ridiculous, right? Like in a great way. Yeah, it's and that's what yeah. I love about it. And uh, yeah, and so we're hoping to make that into a television series. So we were at right, okay. two years ago pitching as a television series and we had, uh, I think we pitched to nine people and eight wanted a full proposal, including HBO. Oh, right nice. Uh, so I think we'll revisit that later once we get time. After, but I don't know. Yeah. You know. Too busy making movies to make movies. Yeah, making feature films. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would love to make that. That would be, to make a full season of that yeah. uh, would be a dream come true. So you're at Banff. It's two years ago. Yep. You're pitching this 
series called yep. Word of Mouth. Mm-hmm. And then like four months later, you're filming a feature film called The Night Pond. Uh, well, I guess we'd be longer than that. So we're there in May. We shot in January, but we got financing in in October. So yeah, four right. months after. Yeah. yeah. So, so how did that happen? Like what the fuck so what went John, wrong and what went right? And uh, like, so John and Lonnie pitched the Word of Mouth series. Right. And I went around to distributors and talked about features. what are you buying? Right. So, so you, you're you smarter than better than them. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went and talked to them and, and they were saying they're buying Christmas. And so I took all that information back to John and said, okay, this is what I found out. Christmas, Heartbreak. Yeah. Green's going to be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're going to push yeah. that aside. But these are the projects that they're interested in. And he said, well, what's selling? I said, uh, well, the vibe I got was teenage horror, um, Christmas family, and game shows. Well, we're not making game shows. Okay, so cross that hmm. out. <laughs> uh, and so John had read this script called The Night Pond from Sean Crawford. And so he went back to Sean and said, hey, listen, Night Ponds, sprinkle some Christmas in there. Yeah. And he okay, did. And okay. It, and okay. it translated really well. Nice. Cool. So it wasn't originally. I mean, it was always intended to be a winter movie. Yeah, it was right? intended to be like a feel-good family movie. Right. And so it so now it happens at Christmas time. So now it happens at Christmas time. Right. So Sean went, da, 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 did his thing, comes back to the script, and I read it, and I was like, man, this, like, this is good. Like, yeah. It's really good. Like, I cried reading the script. Like, huh? I don't really want to make this. I know if you told me that my first feature film was going to be a, a Christmas film, I'd be like, not a chance. <laughs> but uh, maybe the smartest thing we did. Nice, yeah. Totally, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we did that, and then we had an investor that we were talking to, and we just said, hey, listen, we want to do these two movies. Yeah. And she said, okay, I'm interested. And she, you know, she said, sure, let's do them. Um, and uh, it just turned out that the Christmas movie, even though it was the second on the list to do, it just worked better timing-wise. To go first. Because we were going... By the so time we prepped, we would be in January. And right. So you were kind of greenlit for both at the same time? Was that the yeah. idea? And did you have distribution on board then? No, we no. had a sales so, agent out of LA. Right. Okay. Um, and so she so she guided us through it. Right. And then we had Rhonda Fisecki on the other side guiding us through the talent-wise of it. Right. And, you know, we would talk to the distributor and say, okay, our casting director has connections with these, these people. And they'd be like, okay, well, this yes, this no, this maybe, let me check. Internationally... No, domestically, yes, blah, blah, blah. So we worked with cool. her sales agent out of there, out of um, LA. Um, and basically she said, okay, this is good. And like she wrote the script and she said, okay, great. This is what we want. Yeah. This is what we're looking for, blah, blah, blah. That's she, that's great. So the, I mean, the film was engineered to sell. Yes. Right. Which is what we forget we have to do. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh people forget that show business, there's a business part of the yeah. show business. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. 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 The film industry is an industry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the people with money want to make more money. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We say it all the time. Hollywood yeah. isn't in the movie making business. They're in the money making business. Yeah. yeah. We, so uh, when okay. I was with, when I was at Banff, I met with a guy um, from Breakthrough Entertainment and something that he said that translated well with me was, I want you to, I don't want your passion project, but I want you to make the film with passion. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. And that's I was good. just like, cool. Makes total sense. Yeah. 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 So anyway, sorry. No, no, it's, it's important to remember too, right? Like if you're making a passion project, consider whether that project is something that you want to make for yourself or for an audience. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's the purpose of making a film if it's not for an audience? Yeah. Right. Like, 
it's gonna, yeah, be, a, it's it's gonna be a pretty yeah. ex- expensive hobby yeah right? and, and a very short-lived yeah career. Very short-lived career for <laughs> sure yeah and and that yeah totally agree the the upside or downside is that you know inception arguably doesn't have an audience there's not really an audience for that movie until you stack it with cast and right. and nolan and 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 the, but apparently they didn't want to make that movie like they, he like he was arguing that okay well I, i'm not doing another batman movie until you let me do what i want to do yeah and but so, that was a 10-year development for sure for inception for sure. too, right yeah yeah, yeah yeah so but at the time now you're christopher nolan and you can right. do that kind of exactly thing, right so, so then get, you get to do your passion yeah projects, so yeah. to get to become christopher nolan you have to make yeah but i mean batman, he's, he's but he's christopher nolan and <laughs> right. his his projects said you know are outside of the box. I mean, to me, one of the best movies ever made is Memento. Right. Why? Because the whole time I'm going, what the, the fuck, fuck is going, going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm engaged and I'm yeah. there and yeah. I, and I'm at the end of it, I'm like, brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you you imagine reading that script as, yeah, exactly. as a producer? Well, yeah. yeah. You're like, what the, no. <laughs> it's a risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you're, you're coming into this industry now as a producer with a business sense. Yeah. How does the actor survive in you? Oh, I mean, I take, I take breaks. So like, Right now, uh, I'm getting, because I'm doing these projects, I'm getting better demo stuff. Right. Because I'm in Alberta, I'm getting the opportunity to act in bigger projects, smaller parts, but still good scenes for my demo. So mm-hmm. like I did Fargo and I got to act yeah. with Patrick Wilson. Great scene. It was a great scene. Yeah. So stuff like that. So that goes my demo. So when people are coming in now, I have this to show them. Yes, I can do this. And you know, and it looks professional and adding Sony Home Entertainment to the Night Pond, you know, I have FX, yeah. you know, on my demo reel. So I'm starting to get more work because I'm doing more work. Right. And, um, you know, still hitting the classroom. I start class at Rogues again. Um, so I'm making a living off of both, doing both. Yeah. But I don't think, I, and I mean, unless you're like Sean Johnson, you're not making a living out of acting in Calgary. Yeah. You just not right, unless you're doing a ton of theater as well. That's if and even that, and even that's really yeah. tough. And there are only right? a it's a tough life doing that. Sure, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I work at the keg sometimes. You know, yeah. and I yeah. like the keg, and I like yeah, yeah. I like doing that. So that doesn't. I mean, that's what me. we talk about too, right? Like, there just isn't enough work to, to be doing this yeah. full time. So, yeah. it's not. There's no shame to survive, right? For yeah, sure. yeah. Or else, yeah. or else we lose people to Vancouver or Toronto. Mm-hmm. Whatever is that kind of work? Yeah. Which sucks, and we don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and I'm also not, you know, I'm not rich. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a that would help. Yeah. I don't live Mount Rowe. And it is, I mean, it's a it's a path that some people take is to be rich and then start yeah, acting, right? Sure. Which, yeah. which works for them just fine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's producers here that, that, that do that, that have made a living out of it here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that we have an industry here that uh, is very exciting. I, I'm really like over the last year to see some of the younger generation coming up with filmmakers like like you guys mm-hmm. like us like Mike Peterson yeah. like uh, uh, Chris Ball and his partner yeah. Kurt yeah. Harder like you know and Robert Coffey's here too and stuff so I think that I'm really I think we're on the, uh, the brink of, of actually having filmmakers think, come yeah. out of I think Alberta. we're there man yeah, like maybe, just maybe. the fact that while we were shooting Plainview you guys were shooting Everfall yeah Stillborn was shooting Jason One Lamb had Jason a film shoot. we had yeah, like seven projects going Colin Sheldon, yeah. all at yeah. once Colin Sheldon yeah so yeah I think like the explosion is happening yeah. it's just and what it's not I, as fast as an actual explosion right so and yeah. what I'm really loving about most of those people you guys specifically is that it's not a competition. Mm-hmm. Right, of course. Which I love. Yeah. But there are some people that are like that, unfortunately, yeah. in the industry that's For like, sure. don't want to help, don't want to, you know. But 
for the most part, it's like we're helping. Yeah. Like we're just like, hey, listen, like let's. Who do you know? Like can, yeah. S- yeah. somebody. If one of us hits, we're all going to hit. Yeah, exactly. Because if one of us can say, hey, you know what? We got some good filmmakers in Alberta. Then all of a sudden, they're going to start looking yeah. in Alberta mm-hmm. or for filmmakers. Like, for sure. You know, all we need is that District 9 where it's like, wait, like District 9 comes in. And it's like, oh, South Africa has a film community? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah, the yeah. world is suddenly paying attention, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. we need a film like that or a few films like that coming out of Alberta where it's like, oh, there's exciting, cool, interesting stuff happening there. Yeah. And then suddenly we're viable. Right? Yeah. But I don't, I don't mind the word competition. Because, uh, because I got to say, when when a filmmaker has a big success or is going into production on something, I'm like, I want to go into production on something. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's, 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 it's the jealousy that's not that's not yeah. a good thing. Competition's good; it gets us all fired up. Yeah, and, we all do and better. Yeah, harder, it depends on how you do. Like, competition is great. Like, I think competition is good because we're setting the bar and it's higher and it's higher. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is the closing you out and not helping and yeah. being stubborn and right. and not and that's not, not going to get you anywhere. Not yeah. recognizing that your success is also my success. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about celebrating that and sharing knowledge and information and helping us all be better Alberta Mm. filmmakers. Ding! (laughs) And now for a commercial break. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about um, just some philosophies uh, from a producing perspective. Okay. Um, I find like, like, I mean, every role has some contentious issues with other roles on set. And I feel like producers... Um, nobody it's likes tough. Us. Nobody likes producers. <laughs> nobody likes us. Nobody likes producers. Um, <laughs> no one likes to be told no. That's why. Mm-hmm. I saw someone. I, I, yeah, and that's exactly right. I mean, the producer has to be the guy to say no um, first. Yeah. How do you how do you navigate that? Uh, well, I mean, I'm definitely responsible to the budget. Yeah. And I'm responsible to to help the director get his vision down. Yeah. And also responsible to making sure that we have a marketable product and we don't get arrested. Those are good goals. That'll shut production down real quick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those are my responsibilities, right? So as long as I can, you know, maintain that and understand where the limitations are, Mm -hmm. and we always want to push limits. As long as I can understand that, um, then we do it. Yeah, you know. And then it's, and I just, it's just, I don't know. I go into it like trying, seeing the big picture of what I need to do, my understanding of how I'm going to make the project run and continue to run. Yeah. Because that's really what, uh, during production, you just want to keep working. Yeah. Like, work, work, work. Yeah, work, absolutely. Work, work, work. How was your, how was your opinion of the producer role changed since you started doing it yourself? Has it changed? Like, since when you were just an actor acting? Like- yeah. I mean, it, it changed because there's like, you know, first of you know, the first one I was producing, you know, short films like One at Aberdeen and Dryland and, and Reflection of Eric King. When I was producing those, I wasn't dealing with you know, the Alberta Media Fund. Right. I wasn't dealing with uh, audits, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um, and investors and reports and yeah. the distributor and quality checks and uh, closed captioning and stuff like that and E&O insurance and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So uh, each project, you know, I get a better understanding of the full picture. I also need to delegate a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so I'll start getting people to do those and trusting that they're going to do it. That's the problem that I find is that at our level, like locations managers and production managers, we're talking about job that I probably shouldn't be doing, but I do do because I don't know anybody that level that I trust. Right. You know, there's a, there's a couple guys I do trust. Like I, I would trust Kyle Cooper, but sure. I'm not going to let him out of the first AD because the guy's a master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like without him, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. Like, 
thank God he comes back and does my projects. But because <laughs> uh, he's living in Amsterdam right now. But yeah. you know, uh, I think my perspective is is to you got to trust a little bit more, mm-hmm. but s- don't let it get away from you. Because as soon as you get away from you, then your whole production is going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just it. I mean, it's such a balance. It's like running any business or any project, right? It's the balance of letting people do their job and not having your hands in it, but also making sure that things are moving, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, and it's especially true where we have so many young filmmakers in our community that haven't been tested, you know, at these levels yet, including ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you just have yeah, to, like, you got, you, got, you got to try. You know what? It's, it's also confidence. Like, you work with people. Like, now I'm on my second feature, and I know who my perfect crew is. Right. And I also know where maybe I got to look for somebody else, or maybe I got to develop them. Right. That's mm-hmm. another thing is, like, you know, uh, eventually Kyle Cooper will probably move into a production managing position with us, you know, with, with Bean Productions. Um, so, but we got to replace them. Right, he's so, gonna be the AD now. Yeah. yeah, so you know, like I've been working with Eric Durnford a lot. Like, hey man, yeah. like I know second AD, like you can first AD pretty much any shoot, but hey man, come second AD for us. Yeah, and you know, just be around. Yeah, kind of thing. And he, he man, that guy did so much work for me. Like, yeah. he he really was like a production coordinator rather than a second AD, and uh, I'm very thankful for my AD team. My, they're amazing. Do you think? You were ready when the night pond happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I. I feel I was more ready for the night pond than I was for Everfall. Yeah. Um, uh, the night pond. I had. I had a lot of success with shorts, and so yeah. the next step was feature film. Yeah. Like we won Spirit of Alberta, and we won the best short in all of Calgary Film Festival. And Word of Mouth was doing well, and Eric King was doing it well in some festivals. And then I did Clada, and Clada ended up being oh, on yeah, the yeah. CBC C- short film yeah. Face Off. Uh, so I was ready. Like I was, the next step for me was a feature at that point. I don't think it could have been any more ready. And same with my business partner with John. He was yeah. ready too. Like, yeah. um, and I really feel that at the end of the day, like, we knocked it out of the park with yeah. a miracle on Christmas Lake. Yeah. How do people see that? Oh, uh, well, thank you for asking that <laughs> question. Because <laughs> it is Christmas time. Folks. Yes, yes. Uh, currently, you can video on demand it on Shaw, Telus, Rogers, and Bell. Um, so if you're feeling Christmassy, go on to your cable provider. And I'm always telling people to get Telus because of Storyhive. They're so supportive of, right, of right. Alberta Film and, and BC as well. So yeah. I have Telus. Get yourself some Telus. I, I'm thinking about changing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just shot a Storyhive on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, nice. Um, but you can also find it on. You, yeah. So December sixth, the DVD release comes out. So you'll be able to get it in Walmart, Costco, oh, wow. Best Buy. I heard the Superstore because Loblaws yeah. uh, bought some. Oh, sweet. Cool. And uh, HMV. Wow. Uh, and awesome. who knows where else. I just, Very cool. Uh, I got people doing that for me, which is for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's and you said Sony, right? It's yeah, a, Sony Home Entertainment picked it up. That's great. So That's so cool. You're going to be and, in Amsterdam one day and, and be like, <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> how did it become, how did it go from a night pond to a miracle on Christmas Lake? What oh, was that process like? That, that, so Sony changed it. Right. Sony basically said to us that they want to change it because they felt a miracle on Christmas Lake, a top of the list when people are scrolling down, 
A ah, miracle. Oh, interesting. Nice. So smart, A's the, smart. Even, it's, like, it's like A1 towing. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Your first in the phone yeah. book. But what's really funny is that when you're searching for it on video on demand, there's no A there. It's Miracle on Christmas Lake. So like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, miracle, Christmas, and Lake all tested well with their audiences. Right. Gotcha. Uh, and then the other thing that they mentioned was is that people know one of the most famous Christmas movie, Miracle on, on 34th Ave. Uh, They'll be right. scrolling and it'll be like right, right there. there. With and it. have the word yeah. Christmas in the title. And, and they're like, oh, I've seen that the last six years in a row. So right. let's see this one. Nice. Cool. So that was a marketing, which is funny because like the last bit in the trailer is like, uh, you know, um, Joe Perry, who plays Charlie, says, uh, the night pond can never be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the, the label comes up, a miracle on Christmas Lake. <laughs> and it's so funny, we talk about it as the night pond, and we yeah. still re- refer yeah. to it as yeah. the night pond, and we're trying to yeah. change oh, our, our own, how we yeah. think about it. It will um, always be the night pond to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's going to make way more money as, as, as a, a miracle on Christmas, Christmas Lake. Lake. Right? Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. if this is a, a product that was engineered to sell, yeah. don't stop it. Oh, well, that's yeah. what I said. I said, like John and I were like, hey, if Sony wants to change it to whatever yeah, Sony wants, yeah. we made it. Is this a hill you're going to die on? To, to, right? to sell like, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if Sony feels that yeah. this is going to sell the most copies, that's what they do. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. all the night pond hats that I have are no good now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a toque. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they are. I do too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> They're bright red. I think um, it is important, though. To still have them, right? Because it's like that's the inside, like yeah. sway. Yeah, for right? sure. Where it's like I know, I know, you know, I know the first, the original title yeah. of this movie. So is- enjoy some Christmas and enjoy some uh, Miracle on Christmas Lake this yeah. year. Uh, so right after that, it was Everfall. Yeah, like we we wrap production February and we were rolling cameras October. Wow, damn. Yeah. And what's Everfall? Everfall is kind of like Black Swan meets The Shining. Okay. So uh, we have a creepy arena. We have, so that's the shining part, and then we have an Olympic hopeful uh, who goes to this arena, um, and that's the black swan part where she starts going crazy. So it's like a psychological thriller horror um, starring uh, Joe Perry, who's a local guy. Uh, our our cast, actor. oh yeah. God, our cast was so good. Yeah. Uh, we had Joe Perry, we had Christian Jackson, who was the star of A Miracle Christmas Lake, uh, Jessica McLeod, who we got in from Vancouver, and uh, Colin Fjord. Who, mm-hmm. if you can ever get him on a project, yeah. by the way, he's amazing. Um, and he really does love doing Canadian stuff. So don't be afraid to reach out. Yeah, yeah to reach out. Yeah. I mean, Rhonda now is Rhonda a connection with him. So well, yeah. she could she could help you out in that uh, that case. Yeah, um, that's cool. But yeah, it's a, it's a mind fuck. Oh, uh, okay, sweet. Yeah, big mind fuck, psychological thriller. Who wrote uh, it? Uh, John and Sean. So John okay. Kissack and Sean Crawford. John had the idea for it a long time ago. And then once we knew we were going ahead with it, uh, once it was like we have to start going ahead with it because we knew we were going ahead with it um, him and Sean sat down and they spent like two months like rewrite after rewrite after rewrite after rewrite yeah. um, sending it to the distributor seeing what she thought about it um, which was a big shock for her because you know she read The Night Bond and then she's like <laughs> okay I'm ready to read your next script and we give her this and it's like completely <laughs> different a little right? bit different yeah. yeah and she was just like wow Cool. Range. She goes, I like it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's the other thing too. Is yeah. like, you know, this Christmas movie is going to do great and we're excited about that. Uh, and we'll probably do, you know, if we find the right script, we'll do another one later on. But uh, I really liked, and that's one thing I really am proud of my, of my producing and acting work is that we go from like, I, you know, I go from doing a period piece with Dryland where I go to doing a web series right. where I go to doing a Christmas family movie. Now I'm That's doing a teenage thing. horror. That's the best thing about yeah. film in general. For yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not living just, different lives. Yeah. Right? I'm just not yeah. stuck on doing, and you know, our next project is going to be a family movie, I think. So, mm. um, but I'm, I'm proud of that. Like yeah. when I look back at the work that I've done, I'm proud that it's just not 
I'm just not doing the same thing over and over and over right. again and trying to like, you know, like as much as I love him, like Guy Ritchie, like he does, and he's yeah. good, and I love his work. Yeah, similar films though. Yeah, they're all similar, and yeah. but if he tries anything else, it seems to flop. Mm. Right. Like his upcoming fantasy movie uh, with King Arthur. I can't remember oh, oh, what it's called. With, uh, <laughs> the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. It looks bad. I mean, mm. the trailer looks pretty bad. But anyway, um, so filmmakers in the community. Yeah. We've talked about this. Um, if one filmmaker succeeds, we all succeed. Um, it doesn't cost a lot to buy a DVD or check out this mm-hmm. movie on demand and rate it five stars on iTunes uh, and Amazon and uh, do that, right? You can get it on iTunes, right? iTunes and Amazon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so rate it five stars. The movie's yeah. Spend a couple of bucks yeah. and buy it because um, sales help sales. Um, and let's, let's... Yeah, there's a there's a guy that Kevin Smith always talks about who uh, was like a mentor to him and it was like an old school Hollywood producer and every single, what, what was new DVD day back when, that was, I think Tuesdays, every Tuesday he would go into his like local DVD shop and buy every single new DVD right. that came out and not watch them. And Kevin Smith's like, why do you buy all these DVDs? And he said, I support the industry that supports me. That's yeah. that's just why I do it. Nice. Yeah. So, so get us, and yeah. it is Christmas time, and it's a goddamn Christmas yeah, movie, and yeah. it was made here, and there will be lots of stuff that you recognize. And Sasso's in it, yes, yeah, Will Sasso. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Will Sasso, but like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Right on. So, I mean, we'll get you back on later when you know, whenever fall is uh, smashing. Yeah, yeah. Well. So, uh, yeah, we'll get John on as well. Thanks for joining us, man. Oh, my pleasure, gentlemen. Thank thanks, you, man. Bye. Yay! Yay! Jason Theory. Jason. And uh, so interesting to learn about his new film that just wrapped, kind of shot at the same time as us. That's right. Um, and uh, looking forward to seeing that one as well. We didn't really talk about it, but we were competing for crew yes, with Everfall. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're friends, but we're friends, we probably but didn't do it, any, each other any favors no, during shooting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was some friendly competition because we're we're pretty strapped for crew in Alberta right now, which is a, a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. That's what for I'm sure, saying. for sure. So let's get into the news. You can use upcoming deadlines. Speaking of telefilm micro budget, um, submissions are due to FAVA by January 5th and to the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers by January 17th. It's a big difference. Um, and something important to note is that FAVA is closed until January 3rd. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have one day to ask questions when they open. Um, but they close on December 21st. So you've got a few days from now to get your questions into them. So if you're really considering trying to go for this uh, quarter of a million dollars to make your first feature, reach out to them now. Start asking questions now so that you have kind of everything in your arsenal before you apply. Yeah, and reach out to, to Lauren Davis at Telephone as well. And, and she's been on an episode of the podcast just a couple episodes ago. Uh, so that's a great episode to listen to if you're planning to uh, submit. Um, there are a few changes to the guidelines for the micro budget program, but they're not, they're not huge. They're kind of just details. Um, yeah. So just, uh, check out those websites, check out telefilm.ca, uh, to, to review those guidelines. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So if you're looking to apply to the, or submit to the Rosie awards, uh, the submissions are now open. So there are 58 categories where you can submit your project. Uh, and all categories are adjudicated by 50 industry professionals from across Canada, but not Alberta. Just uh, right. Just saying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's it's how they've always done it, and it's it's uh, you know obviously to avoid some nepotism. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's very important. Uh, which is great, and you know uh, other award shows reach out to Albertans to to adjudicate their awards. So, um, yeah, I think it's an important thing to note that it's not 
uh, they're doing everything they can to avoid it being like an in crowd thing they want it to be the best work wins the awards so absolutely yeah it's a fun event and i'm looking forward to it so uh the deadline to submit january 13th the calgary underground film festival is now accepting submissions for their 14th annual festival which will be taking place between april 17th and 23rd 2017 we interviewed cameron mcgowan last year um he's kind of one of the big brains behind the organization um, and he has some great tips so if you're if you're thinking about submitting definitely check out that podcast with Cam McGowan uh, submissions are now open and the deadline is Monday February 6th 2017 from the, from the website they say we love all genres and screen a variety of films from documentary to narrative animation and occasionally music videos they do not screen experimental non-narrative films uh, and they do not accept mid-length films for, which is anything from 30 to 60 minutes uh, no submission charges at all for Canadian productions of any length. Hmm. You've got nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, Scott, did you know that one of the main sources of revenue for any nonprofit, uh, for most nonprofits, many nonprofits, is uh, the casino night? That seems reckless. <laughs> uh, it's a, but it's a big chunk of income, and I, and I, I don't know much about it. Only but if you win, though, right? <laughs> no, no. The, uh, the, there's some legality around the fact that uh, casinos, in order to operate, have to have volunteers come in and and work uh at the casino um which means that all that work can be paid for but to the organization they're volunteering for um so it's a great way to generate revenue for uh nonprofits, and csif is no different um and they need your help um and you need to get some volunteer hours because it's probably a new year on your membership maybe you I think, sure. <laughs> but we all need hours, volunteer hours um, at the at these organizations. So on January 11th and 12th, um, you are needed uh, to help uh, be a general manager, banker, cashier, chip runner, uh, or work in the count room uh, from 11 a.m. to 7:30 p.m., 7 p.m. to 4 a.m., and the wonderful 11 p.m. to 3:30 a.m. shift. Uh, so, uh, if you'd like uh, to get some volunteer hours in and have fun, I've done it uh, before. It's a good time. You want to contact Jen at the CSIF. Her email address is programming at csif.org, uh, and you can reach her there at 403-205-4747. But, of course, they do close on uh, Saturday the 17th. So uh, get in before that if you can, or just wait because uh, they will be open again. And we need some help. We always do. Certainly, yeah. Casinos, uh, it's, a, it's a weird time, but it's kind of fun doing a casino. It is, yeah. It's You're up late fun. sometimes, but... Uh, it's always a good group of people and yeah. you get to count a ton of money sometimes and there's food there's yeah there's good food a meal yeah. and stuff it's, it's a cool time uh matt do you like edmonton i love it are you between the ages of 11 and 188 <laughs> i am then this thing is for you this is really cool fava in edmonton is putting on the first ever fava film fair Ooh. professional filmmakers and media artists will be on site to teach you all kinds of film related tricks of the trade activities include Stop animation, video glitching, scratch animation on 60 millimeter film, green screen photo booth, darkroom work, a screening room, and much more. This is happening on January 7th from 12 to 4 p.m. Um, the hands-on DIY filmmaking skills uh, at uh, 9722 102nd Street Northwest in Edmonton. RSVP to production at fava.ca. Get in there, learn some cool film techniques, uh, and meet some cool people. Uh, so on uh, December seventeenth, um, that's this Saturday. Um, wait, is it? It's yep. tomorrow, right? Yep. Uh, Angel Square, a movie called Angel Square, the twenty fifth anniversary screening is happening uh, at the Metro Cinema at the Garneau. Um, 
And uh, I don't know much about this film, um, but I believe it was shot in Edmonton, was it? Yes. Sweet. Mainly um, in Old Strathcona. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, there will be a, a screening of a short film called Lift, directed by Katrina Beattie, who's a wonderful filmmaker. She's great. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it sounds like a fun event. Uh, you can check out more uh, in the show notes. There's a Facebook event link. And um, sounds like a good little piece of um, Alberta filmmaking history. So definitely time to check that out. Uh, upcoming workshops and classes. Matt, have you um, have you ever wondered what goes into a proposal for an art project? Every day. Do, do you have a, a great idea but are unsure of where to get funding? Yeah, yeah. Well, then this grant writing for independent projects is just for you mm-hmm. from the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers. This workshop will help to demystify the process of grant writing for both emerging and established filmmakers. It will also help to identify sources of funding for your projects. So if you have an idea or something you want to get made, um, bring that along. It is, is a, it is a perfect opportunity to workshop your grant application. This is happening on Saturday, Saturday January 7th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, it's $120 for members and students and $160 for non-members. And it is taught by the grant writing expert of Calgary, Sandy Summers. Mm-hmm. The reigning champ. How important is grant writing, Matt? Oh, man. We were, talked about this all night last night. The, you know, it's uh, it's so it's so good. It's such a good thing to do for, your, for the health of your project. Even if you don't get the grant, you're armed with all this great work that you've done around it. And uh, you really know your project better than you uh, ever would have before. So. Absolutely. It is a an essential filmmaking skill mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure as is screenwriting scott do you like screenwriting i do like screenwriting <laughs> do you Matt. like 10 week courses i love 10 do week you like courses. jason long i he's okay <laughs> well you should take jason's 10 week screenwriting 101 course at the csif it's every monday for 10 weeks uh, january 9th to march 20th and it's 360 dollars for members uh and students and 400 for non-members that's where your membership just pays for itself almost right away yeah um absolutely. It does pay for itself. Jason's a brilliant screenwriter and uh, great guy to learn from. So this is a wonderful opportunity that uh, you shouldn't miss if you're interested in screenwriting. And a fun fact, he actually used to be in the band Hanson. Oh, yes. Did you know about that? I've tried to avoid some of this, but I've been unsuccessful. It's unavoidable. (laughs) He'll tell you all about it. Just ask Mm -hmm, him. mm -hmm. Um, This is a great one. Six Degrees has teamed up Mm. with the fantastic actress Chantal Perrin. Yes. Or Chantal, which is how you actually pronounce it. Right. For an auditioning for film class um so it is a two-week intensive class you'll be taken through the technical world of the film audition room each participant will work on camera every class we will focus on script interpretation making smart choices and how to prepare a strong audition um chantelle is one of the best Uh, her auditions are kick-ass um and it will be taught by chantelle and Christian Gutzis. I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name. Mm. Uh, But this is happening on Tuesday, February 7th, Thursday, February 9th, Tuesday, February 14th, and Thursday, February 16th, every night from 6.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. Fee is 425 bucks. It is a steal for that price at six degrees, which is a great studio space. Got to be 18 or over. They're only going to have eight participants. So um, if it's not full, it will be soon. Right. And scripts will be provided. So check it out um, at facebook.com slash the camera loves you and sign up for sure. All right, so Fava also has some workshops happening. We've mentioned these before, but just briefly, Fava Screenwriting is happening from February 21st to May 16th. 
Uh, that's a $425 plus GST entry fee, and the info is in the show notes. They're also doing their video kitchen, and the early bird deadline for that is January 9th, so that's coming right up. Um, that happens from March 2nd to May 25th, um, and that is the introductory kind of how to make a film course and the prerequisite to the main course, which is also happening uh, starting February 25th. The main course going until May 27th uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays. Uh, that's a $945 course, but you get to make a film, uh, and the uh, video kitchen is $795. These, are, these sound like expensive prices. Uh, but you get to make a film for that amount of money. That's actually a steal yeah, uh, they if are you steal. walk out of there yeah, very, with very a finished film. Sure. What's shooting, uh, Scott? Uh, Tin Star has now wrapped. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. Uh, it's been a long time coming. That was a long that's shoot. That's a long shoot. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. true. Um, so can't wait to see how that kind of shapes up. But you know what started is Winona Earp Season 2. Yeah, yeah cool. Production officially started uh, this week, December 12th. So um, congrats I was... to... Just looking outside, folks. that seems like the wrong time to shoot. But it does. Maybe it's it does. like a winter season. Oh, yeah, or maybe they're in studio right now. Or, or yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cold. Yeah, as hell. but that team <laughs> has plenty of experience working uh, in the with cold. Yeah. <laughs> confusing weather, and yeah, Certainly. seems to make Heartland work, which is also wrapped. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Uh, and Fargo uh, season three goes to camera January sixth, so maybe we'll spot some delicious Ewan McGregor around. Yeah, time. yeah. I've already seen some posts from David Lorraine saying that he's having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Guys. Uh, so job calls, um, CTV Lethbridge is looking for a video journalist, uh, on a part-time basis. Uh, it's a 32 hour work week and, um, it's going to be reporting to the news director, uh, and they need a multi-talented, motivated individual who's going to be a team player responsible for interviewing, writing, shooting, editing, producing, and reporting, uh, of local news stories for Southern Alberta. And, um, that's always an interesting world. Um, so definitely check out the link in the show notes for more information. Mm-hmm. Um, news can be a lot of fun. Uh, Matt, how much do you love hockey? Hockey? Yeah. Did I jump? No. Nope. Oh, uh, I, I don't actually particularly like hockey. Uh, I, but nor do I. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, mean, I, don't, I, I, don't, I like watching hockey, but I'm not right. a hockey fan, but there are hockey right. fans okay. in Canada. Okay. And the Oilers I see. is hiring a senior motion graphics animator. You tied it in there. Yes. <laughs> to join their team in Edmonton. As the motion graphics animator, you will leverage your artistic and technical skills to create a wide range of cutting-edge motion design executions for all manners of Oilers Entertainment Group properties, commercials, web videos, digital signage, and most importantly, the -the state-of-the-art scoreboard and LED boards in the brand-new Rogers Place Arena. Holy shit, I'm making this sound really exciting, and it is really exciting. (laughs) That does sound cool. That's actually pretty sweet. This is an awesome job. This is an awesome job. So you have to have experience in a related industry. Um a bachelor's degree in industry or industry equivalent in visual effects, motion graphics, and or significant experience in professional motion graphics, design, animation, in video, and or new media. So you need to know about the Adobe Creative Suite, um, non-linear editing, such as Avid Media Composer, Adobe Premiere Pro, 3D Studio Max, Cinema 4D, or Ross Expression Experience is a plus. You must also know the game of hockey. Ah, yeah, that's probably an important, I guess not for us then. No, certainly not. <laughs> What's the um, blue line? This is not a job for you, Matt. Right. Or for me. Right. But it is a job for someone, mm-hmm, and someone's indeed. going to get it. I don't understand offside. I never offside I never... is a hockey thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hockey, but also football off. thing. Wait, offside's not. Is it offside? No, Ice. you're right. Icing. It's icing. Yeah, yeah. Is there an offside? We love Out sports. Out of bounds. All right. Puck so. in net. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Metro Cinema? Yes. And have you ever seen anything there? No. 
you're going to. We're going to screen in plain view there. Okay. Because this is a beautiful cinema. And they have an opportunity for a programming intern in Edmonton right now at the Metro Cinema. It's a wonderful, wonderful theater. It's really maybe one of the most beautiful places in Alberta to screen a film. And uh, super fun. Uh, it's a, it, it even pays money, this, this job, even though it's an internship. And um, it's definitely worth uh, checking out if you are interested in... Um, uh, be like being a self-directed team-based worker and uh, helping uh, the me- Metro programmer uh, Pete Harris, who's amazing. I used to work for Pete Harris here in Calgary um, at uh, the Uptown Theater, and he's just the greatest guy ever. This is a really cool opportunity that uh, you should jump on. Um, the deadline to submit is January 7th uh, at 5 p.m., and you can email your application to director at metrocinema.org. Links in the show notes as well. Well, it's the end of the year, Matt. Mm, mm-hmm. It's Christmas season. Um, let's take five seconds to reflect. Okay. That was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. You know, Matt, it's a podcast, so dead air. Podcast. We can do whatever we can do what we want. It's our, it's our, <laughs> it's our domain. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie, Matt? My favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. That's a damn good choice. <laughs> that is a damn good choice. It's a great. It's a great movie. Mine is uh, a Christmas story. Mm. The Red Rider. I've never seen it all the way through. Really? It's always on TV, so I've seen... I've probably seen all of it, but not... It just captures the nostalgia for me, man, and I know that's kind of what it's supposed to do, but for some reason, like, the, it just feels like what Christmas feels like Mm. to me. Um, Excellent, excellent movie. Yeah. Very good. I gotta watch it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is it... What year? Do you know how old it is? What year? I actually... It's it's more recent than it seems. I think it was, like, 80s, but plays for so 50s. it was a period. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you you see it and you think it was made in the fifties. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's really good. Right on. Well, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Yeah. So if it's you're, if, I mean, just to kind of leave you with something to do, um, if you're if you're gonna apply for this micro budget program, and we definitely recommend you do if you've got a project for it, um, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have anything going on in the new year that you want to share. Yeah, with the Alberta film community. Let us know. Let people us know. people haven't been reaching out as much, so really feel free. Um, we are accessible. Yeah, we want to share your news and and uh, what you're up to. So, let us know. We don't. Uh, if anybody's out there feeling excluded, like why aren't I on the podcast? Just reach out. That's all yeah. it takes. We we don't know everybody, so so let us know. Absolutely. Uh, thanks as always to Briar for putting the news together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this marks our first year with full year with Briar uh, yeah. on the team. So yeah. uh, she's been super helpful. Uh, really happy to have her on board. Uh, how can they, people reach out to us, Matt? Uh, you can reach us at hello at abfilmcast.ca and, of course, all the social stuff. Find us on SoundCloud and on iTunes and uh, rate us five stars. Well, thanks for a great 2016, everyone. We hope you all have a, a wonderful 2017. Uh, but in the meantime, go, go make something.